0: This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Tuesday, February 13th. Good morning, I'm Jeff Downey. Here's today's headlines. Budget backlash. Cheers and booze for infrastructure plan. New TPP deal could benefit rice and dairy. Syngenta fine for worker safety violations and McKinney meets with NAFTA leaders. A budget backlash. It's an old saying in Washington that the president's budget is dead on arrival, but President Trump's proposal for the fiscal 19 budget fell with an especially heavy thud on the desk of farm state lawmakers who were not pleased about spending cuts. Trump's plan to cut crop insurance and other farm programs by $47 billion over 10 years and shrink the Supplemental Attrition Assistance Program to especially harsh criticism from Michigan Senator Debbie Stabenow, the top Democrat on the Senate Agriculture Committee. She said the proposed cuts to both the USDA and the Farm Bill would hurt American agriculture, neglect rural businesses, and leave families and seniors behind. This is especially troubling given the state of the fragile rural economy. If taken seriously, this budget would make it impossible for Congress to pass a Farm Bill this year. Senate Agriculture Committee Chairman Pat Roberts and House Agriculture Committee Chair Mike Conaway released a joint statement to say they would not take it seriously. As chairman of the Agriculture Committees, the task at hand is to produce a farm bill for the benefit of our farmers, ranchers, consumers, and other stakeholders. This budget, as with every other president's budget before, will not prevent us from doing that job. We are committed to maintaining a strong safety net for agriculture producers during these times of low prices and uncertain markets and continuing to improve our nation's nutrition programs. National Farmers Union President Roger Johnson had strong words for the budget proposal that would cut $213 billion from SNAP over the next decade. Johnson said this administration has consistently demonstrated a lack of support for the most vulnerable populations, and this plan is just more of the same. It is frankly disgusting that the government has offered corporations and the wealthiest among the U.S. a $1.5 trillion gift in the form of tax cuts while proposing deep cuts to programs so important for low- and middle-class Americans. Cheers and boos for infrastructure plan. President Trump's plan to invest $200 billion of new federal money into infrastructure projects and dedicate a quarter of that to rural America has influential farming groups and lawmakers applauding. But some aspects of the proposed legislation are evoking equally sharp criticism. Notably, the plan would invest significantly in our rural communities, improving their access to broadband Internet, their water and wastewater systems, their railroads and roadways, and more, according to House Majority Leader Kevin McCarthy in response to the plan that aims to spur $1.5 trillion in investment. He said, our rural communities have been left behind far too long, and President Trump is absolutely right to refocus on their ability to get ahead. In the meantime, the Waterways Council, a group that advocates for the upkeep of locks and dams on the 12,000 miles of U.S. inland waterways, offered sharp criticism. The plan, according to WCI President and CEO Mike Tuey, would increase repairs of aging locks and dams, but also install third-party service providers to collect higher tolls that would only be paid by commercial users of the rivers. Carriers and therefore shippers like American family farmers, energy, petroleum and coal producers, cement and construction material companies, and many others who rely on the cost-competitive waterways to ship their products around the U.S. and the world would be saddled with massive increases that deter freight from the waterways and cause modal transportation shift, according to Tui. Trump vows new reciprocal tax on imports. President Trump threw up a warning to countries that export to the U.S. It was during a White House event to showcase Trump's new infrastructure investment proposal that he's planning to impose what he called a reciprocal tax on countries that are subject to no or low tariffs. We are going to charge countries that take advantage of the United States. Some of them are so-called allies, but they are not allies on trade. He did not divulge any details or name any countries, but promised that further explanation would be made in the weeks and months to come. McKinney meets with NAFTA leaders. USDA Undersecretary for Trade and Foreign Agriculture Affairs Ted McKinney was in Mexico last week ahead of what's expected to be a contentious seventh round of negotiations to rewrite the North American Free Trade Agreement. Besides meeting with high-level officials like Agriculture Minister Pepe Calzada, McKenny also took time to visit USDA staff stationed there for the Foreign Agriculture Service and the Animal Plant Health Inspection Service. McKenny also held a meeting with local staff for several U.S. trade associations, including the USA Rice Federation. Mexico is one of the largest foreign destinations for U.S. rice exports, and one of the group's primary goals is to support the 24-year-old pact that keeps tariffs at zero. The entire rice industry is depending on the continuation of NAFTA to maintain markets for our rice farmers and keep viable the countless small businesses that comprise the rice industry. That the word of Martin Lair, who represented USA Rice at the meeting. Before heading to Mexico, McKinney met with a visiting delegation from Ontario, Canada. The delegation was led by Kathleen Wynne, Premier of the powerful province. Canadian officials tell AgriPulse that dairy and poultry were two key topics during the meeting. The U.S. has proposed in the ongoing NAFTA talks that Canada dismantle its supply management systems for both dairy and poultry, paving the way for the country to buy a lot more U.S. milk, chicken, turkey and eggs. So far, sources tell AgriPulse the Canadians have refused to consider either proposal, adding to tensions in the negotiations. Wynn also met with John Melly, the Office of U.S. Trade Representative, Chief NAFTA Negotiator. Syngenta Fine for Worker Safety Violations Syngenta Seeds will spend $400,000 on 11 worker protection training sessions for growers in Hawaii, Guam, and the Northern Mariana Islands as a part of a settlement with EPA to resolve violations of federal pesticide regulations. Syngenta also agreed to pay a $150,000 fine and develop a curriculum and training materials tailored to local growers who face pesticide compliance challenges related to language, literacy, geographic, and cultural factors. EPA found that in two separate incidents at its Cahia Farm, Syngenta failed to notify workers verbally and with signage to avoid fields recently treated with chlorpyrifos, resulting in exposure and hospitalization of tent workers. In addition, EPA found Syngenta failed to provide both adequate decontamination supplies on site and prompt transportation to a medical facility. Well, that's Daybreak for this Tuesday, February 13th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Alley.